This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How you doing everyone? We're back for our last two games of round 13 and I hope you guys end up with a pretty good score this week or improve ranks in some capacity. Uh, and if you didn't, hopefully you're well set up for round 17. So here we are for the Storm and the Titans game and just recapping here, we had we had big Jerome Hughes with another 84. So really just cementing his spot as the, the second best half, you know, him, uh, DCE as, you know, tying it out for sort of second and third there. DCE playing Origin sort of puts him just behind Husey there. So, yeah, awesome score for him again without even without even a try. So, you know, 30 tackles there for two misses, 88 metres gain, 300 kick metres, try assists, line breaks, try saves, three turnover tackles, just doing everything. So, an awesome game for him and, and as someone who's definitely going to be a keeper throughout the year. You could even think about picking him up now. He, you know, obviously hasn't been lockout yet, but he'll be up closer to 850 after this. So, it's probably a little bit too expensive to pick up someone that he won't be playing in round 17 in this week right now. But then, you know, we've said that about Cleary in the past that, you know, wait, wait till he, wait till he loses a bit of cash or, or scores a 60 and, and drops a bit. And, and that never happens. So you can see that with Hughes at the moment with, you know, with Munster, with, with Harry Grant, all these guys, uh, you know, Pappenhausen are taking some rest. They're obviously carrying some injuries. Hughes won't be able to do that until maybe later, like real later on in the season, just before the finals, I'd imagine they, they'd probably give him a little bit of a rest. So, and he's coming off a mini injury himself. So, yeah, something to think about with Husey, but he's definitely, you know, top three half in the game and someone we'll probably want by the end of the year. And you can see with guys like Moses and, and Fogarty and these types of guys, which we'll talk about in the next couple, uh, you know, minutes here, is that they're very much inconsistent in terms of, you know, might get 60 or 70 and then they'll get a 30-odd. And that's kind of their up and down and, and the rounds them out around that 50-odd average, whereas Husey's, you know, 10, a 10 above those guys. Um, we got Trent Loire uh, as well there with 77. So on his on his debut game at 228k, really really good score. 49 tackles, obviously six misses, but 
you know, try try saver in there, just a bit of everything. And you're not you're not going to expect him to average seventy seven. You know, for a game that was you know fairly well split possession wise, for him to get forty nine tackles on an edge is really really strong. Um, and really happy if you picked him up. The interesting thing is is with Kenny Bromwich probably going to be out for the next sort of three to five six weeks. We're not exactly sure yet. He might end up on that edge, and it could be a smart one to to pick him up as a bit of a cash grab slash, you know, someone that's going to score fairly well and you actually be able to play him in your side over the next few weeks. So let's keep an eye out on that and see what happens there with him. But, um, you know, Brandon Smith here, the cheese, I'm going to say graded cheese is what he wants to be called now, with 68 there. And he actually played 69 minutes with this week, which is which is really good. So for him, just a bit of everything, a couple of turnover tackles, try assists, try, just been absolutely incredible the last bunch of weeks. And if you'd held him from the start of the year, you've actually ended up with a really good asset there of someone who's going to be up over 700k after this week. I would suggest not bringing him in as when he moves back to a lock role, he won't score as well, but he's been incredible since, you know, especially the last month. So well done if you decide to pick him up over the last few weeks. He's done great. Jared Wallace with another try. When he gets a sneaky try, he does score well, but, you know, not someone you want to be picking up. You know, and, the, and both of these teams, obviously, they're going to be having a buy in round 17 and anyone Origin won't be playing as well. So it's, you kind of need someone here to to be making a lot of cash for you or just a really, really gun scorer, which probably goes hand in hand, but to, to actually bring them in, for example, like Peachy, we know, is a, is a clear set, uh, keeper in the centres. So he could be someone you'd, you'd just target either way, but it's also probably worth waiting till around 18 as well. And, and yeah, a lot of people were worried about him getting moved to the bench and, and he comes out with one of his better scores of the year with 54 minutes, uh, 57 points. So... Just think about his role off the bench there is similar to what Watson will do. Come on and play 50 to 60 minutes you know, after that 20, 25, 30-minute mark and just play the rest of the game and, and attack those tied forwards, get the tackle breaks, just play well. And you have no no negatives in this game, and that's why you do really well. So, yeah, Peachy are definitely a gun centre if you need to pick someone up like that. Nico Hines with uh, with 47 and, and a slightly down game this week. If you brought him in just this week for... You know, for captaincy purpose or, or whatever, he, whatever he wanted to do there. Um, you got him at a little bit of a premium, I think, unfortunately. You would have been looking for a 70-plus there. Just just wasn't to be this game, and you know, it wasn't the, the free-flowing storm attack that we used to, which meant he didn't uh, get to do as well. Obviously got a line break and a try assist there to get that 47, and you cop that, but yeah, is what it is with Nico this week. Uh, Greg Marzu, so comes in and scores kind of what he's been averaging in, in Q Cup, which is completely fair. Did uh did get the uh, what do you get four errors there so that, that's interesting in itself the the theory about this with with Marzu or Campbell was you know that they might get a you know they'll probably score well this week and yeah that that happened but Marzu probably loses his spot to Corey Thompson who comes back in the next week or two Campbell loses his spot to Brimson so yeah he scored well this week but then you're going to have a red dot basically unless there's further injuries then you know that's kind of that's the theory there. So take their good score, but just be aware that that's probably what's going to happen. And then they both played pretty well. You got Cammy with 45, but Campbell there with 42. Nice solid game, 155 metres, five tackle breaks. So a solid debut for, for those two guys. Obviously, you know, losing side, but that's that there. Uh, Aaron Clark wasn't as dynamic as he was the week before. Crazy that he ran the ball so much the week before, and then this week he runs once or twice for 17 metres. Like, what, what, what happens there? Um, Taylor and Foggs. Really interesting to see Fogs only have 112 kick meters and Taylor kicking more. I actually think, yeah, I don't know. They're both probably kick similar in terms of their ability, but 
not good if you're a Fogs fan because, you know, just a nothing game for him. Two tackle breaks for 66 metres, 112 kick metres, 19 tackles. Thankfully, only one miss and one goal uh, there. But, yeah, just one of those games, just not good enough. And majority of teams against the Storm don't actually, you know, players don't score too well. So that's that there. Uh, Fanukin, someone that people are talking about picking up and just, you know, 72 minutes for 32, just not good enough. He's not going to make you any cash, which is annoying if you picked him up. Remus Smith, this was the week he really wanted him to score well and uh, unfortunately didn't get to. 20 tackles, uh, which basically all he did. He did get sin-binned, but you know, 47 metres isn't enough for your centre there, unfortunately. Olin with 22 again, just another terrible game. Like Literally, as soon as we started talking about him as being a keeper and averaging in, in the mid, you know, low to mid-40s, he, he comes in and just hits 2, 22 and 22. So loving the twos at the moment. And... He probably becomes close to a sell. He's just losing so much cash. Like he's going to be under four hundred after this week, which is which is terrible when you're picking him up near five hundred. Just a real tough one when you when you could have picked up like Jack Bird, for example, in our people squad, who I picked up this week in my team. Iremia um, with a low one with eleven. As they Kenny Bromwich, uh, twenty five minutes and looks like he's going to be out for close to a month. So we'll, uh, we'll see how the team list line up and and someone like uh, Trent up top. I'm not sure how to say his name yet, but. If he gets a, a decent role, then he could be an interesting pickup from these two squads. But yeah, other than that, let's move on to the Eels and the Knights. And please, guys, if you if you are enjoying the content that I that I bring out every week, then it'd be really really helpful if you hit that subscribe button. Really uh, appreciate that. I said I got about half my subscribe uh, half my viewers uh, subscribed and half aren't. So if you can do that, that'd be great. And hit that like so we can get it out to more people. Appreciate it there. Uh, Eels and we got Gutho, Sivo, and Madison really just stealing the show there. Um, Maddo with a tricis and try on his right side, and then you got Gutho and, and Sivo just just destroying the left side there. Uh, a couple of tricis from Gutho to Sivo and, and a try himself uh, with with Sivo getting a, a tricis as well. So just completely dominated uh, on that right edge for the uh, for the Knights there, and, and just a sad sight to see how how bad the Knights are going. Obviously got a bunch of players out, and Eels were pretty much full strength, especially with Marnie playing. So this this result was expected, and, and a good bounce back game for Eels who didn't have to. Didn't have to try too hard to actually get this win. But yeah, good to see him put 40 points on if you're an Eels fan. As uh, last year, they were definitely starting to fade away by this point. So uh, that's that. Gutho, yeah, if you picked him up for the buy round, you've done really, really well. Sivo, not many people have, which is fine. Maddo, I personally have, which was good. And I know a lot of you other guys uh, even were tempted to bring him in this week, uh, leading into this buy round. And you know, a, a great score to, to cover the kind of the losses that he's been getting the last few weeks with his lowest scores. And we know this is what he can do. You can get that sort of base around that 40 with the tackles and the run meters, which is sweet. And then he has the ability to make break, uh, tackle breaks and, and try assists and tries there. So awesome work for Maddo. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Sean Lane through the middle was amazing. He got a, a nice try assist for 65 there in his 57 minutes. Wanga Blake, I think one of the boys on Talking Lead picked him up and was just like a bit of a mistake. And then he's picked up a 40-odd and a 65 over the last couple of games. So looks really dynamic in attack and ran, ran sideways a lot, breaking a bunch of tackles. So well done to him. Brownie, we've been talking about for a bunch of weeks now, and you know when he comes back, which was ready for round thirteen, he was going to you know, average somewhere in the in the mid fifties and score well, and he comes he comes up with a sixty four and a much better score than when he played. Uh, sorry, than than his counterpart in, in Mitch Moses has been getting lately. So Brownie could be a solid option under seven hundred k there if you need a half, but I imagine a lot of people are running with you know, a couple of decent halves at the moment. So yeah, decent option if you want him there. Reed Mane comes out with a great game again. Another t- couple of tries, 37 tackles, 152 kick meters, which is good. 
But it looks like he's going to be injured for the next little bit. It sounds like a subluxation subluxation of the shoulder, which I personally have had. But um, it sounds like it was a lot, uh, lot more minor than what Reed's is if he's going to be out for the next few weeks. And with those ones, they, they don't seem to be as bad, but also the same, the same fact that I, I play cricket and he plays uh, footy where you're tackling in that motion all the time, which is going to uh, cause some issues on the, sublu- uh, on the shoulder there. So... Um, yeah, for him, it's a bit annoying. If you're owning him, I think you can... You, you got to... If it's two weeks and you get him back for 16, I think that would be definitely a hold. Yeah, he missed 14, 15, and 17, right? Um, but he is one of the premier hookers in the game, and he's going to be averaging what he is right now. I'd say at least a 62. Uh, so you're getting someone that averages 62 at a 668 price, or thereabouts after the updates and, locked, and lockout. But... Yeah, if that's the case, I think you hold. If he's out for about four weeks, then it's probably worth trading out someone that plays 17 who's a gun, and then you can pick up Reed in round 18 or 19 when, you know, maybe we, maybe we don't need Braley anymore. Going to be the question, which we'll talk about shortly. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's the theory with, with Mane. Let's just see what happens with the injury and, and how long they think he's going to be out for. All right, Mitchie Barnett we spoke about as someone that could be a decent option, going to be playing decent minutes in the middle again. And he delivered 53 and 54 minutes, 41 tackles, 98 uh, run meters, a couple of turnovers. So if he didn't have those turnovers, obviously it's a score in the 40s and not too exciting. So for me, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to see him doing incredibly well, like low 50s average maybe. Yes, to get him a dual position, but he doesn't. he's not going to be playing 17. He is a bit cheaper, but I just think, you know, if you've got someone like Watson, I think you just hold him steady. Uh, you can always hold him for the entire year. You've got the hooker and the middle cover especially when we've got Braley who's struggling a little bit and a few people might be tempted to trade him out. Watson averaging in the low 50s is just a perfect play to hold. You know, similar to, to Schuster, I think you just keep holding these guys for the remainder of the season. Kurt Mann did get to go back and play a decent role again, got 51. So when he gets good minutes in the, uh, in the halves there, he's, he averages over 50 and, and that's what we've seen with Kurt. Um, yeah, he did get named in the interchange bench, which might have scared a few people away, but you get a good score from him. I don't... Yeah, with with Blake Green retiring, you can see Kurt playing there a little bit longer, but obviously Pierce will be back eventually, so he'll lose his spot to that. Crossland was out, so maybe what happens when Crossland comes back? You know, all those questions there. Fitzgibbon, not a great option. Yeah, doing okay. Nathan Brown with 44. He's been so bad this year. He'll be very interesting to see if maybe there's... I don't know, there can't be an injury there. I just don't know why he's not playing and scoring like he did last year. I know he had a bit of a flurry at the back end of the year to average sort of low 60s but someone averaged 44 he's getting decent minutes he's just no where's his tackle breaks and and offloads maybe maybe he's the easier one to tackle these days I'm, I'm not sure if there's any you know footy heads out there that that understand why brownie wouldn't be getting the tackle breaks is it because he doesn't have the, as much footwork like I, i've seen him have footwork he just he just they use him as a bit of a battering battering ram and he's probably easier to hold up and, and tackle there so yeah let me know your thoughts on that one is uh pricey car ride with a with another try to add to his tally and Braley gets off early with 72 minutes there, 49 tackles for four misses. He's just, he's just missing so many more tackles these days, not running the ball as much, not kicking as much out of dummy half. At 738K, he's going to be right under 700 after this week. And I think a lot of people will be thinking about selling him. And, you know, he gets 42. He's probably going to be, that's going to be a season average of about 60 after lockout. And still amazing, right? But can he get back to that? It's now three weeks in a row that he's had really low scores. So for someone that doesn't play 17, do you still see him as a keeper? And the question is, in the hooking position, you've got Reed Mane who's out now. 
how many uh, how many hookers are actually top line guns? You know, McCulloch's had another another slow score. So do you hold on to someone like Braley to use Watson in the hooking position? Really strange that this year the hooking position isn't as strong. Uh, so yeah, have a, have a look at that, guys, and let me know what you think about it. But we'll move on to Brody Jones was someone who was an option for a few people. Did get forty two, but how long does he keep that spot? That's going to be the question on on everyone's lips. That's for sure. I'll be check with a, a try and line break. Couple of tackle breaks, but four misses, and you know, and one uh, and one error there for negative ten, which kind of stopped him getting a really nice score in the mid forties. But he's someone that you know, will he be? Will he continue a bit to be a keeper? And the question is like, you've got guys like Raymond out there who's going to be a really solid option this next few weeks. Uh, are they clear cut keepers? Do you just hold up a check because he's averaging forty? I think that's probably the best shout, and kind of work out how he's going to play over the next few weeks if he. Continues to get good scores, you hold on. If he doesn't, then you can probably move him on. But again, that's that's playing center roulette, and we don't want to do that. So that's that. But he did score better than Papa Lee, who's had two low scores for the entire year, really. So a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, he's he's crap now, whatever." But yeah, you know, he's going to drop down closer to seven hundred k. So he's going to be he's just going to become cheaper for a lot of people, and he could be a really good option if you don't have him now to pick up in like round eighteen. But yeah, he's only had two low scores. Yes, they've come you know, two in the last. What four weeks, three to four weeks, but still great. You know, average still fifty-seven minutes in in the edge in the middle there. Not really an issue to be had. Just you know, limited tackles, not scoring any tries at the moment, which he was at the start of the year. So maybe you can get back to that if the Eels keep playing well. But yeah, that's that's the story on on Papa Lee. Clifford done okay in his first game in a massive kick out in the full, which wasn't good. But so did Albert Kelly in his first kick back in the uh, when he when he played for the first game back for the Broncos. So that's that. Uh, Dunster is a young fella on the wing. A few people would have picked him up this week, uh, but yeah, scored okay with a, with a try. Other than that, yeah, nothing too important. Someone that's going to be out in round 17, so you'd want to trade him out by then. Will he make enough money? I don't think so, so that's that. Uh, Texi, 28, if you still own him. Near Kore with 27, only got 36 minutes, so not too great. No real attacking stats and a couple of errors. Uh, Moses with 25, so 25 in his 55 minutes is a really, really poor score. Was up over thirty, I think, and, and lost some points overnight too. So, uh, a try saved, a couple of goals, ten tackles, four misses, an error. You know, two hundred thirty kick meters and fifty nine run meters. Not great. So he's still having those calf troubles, and and that's why he's gone off early. You, you know, imagine then that they were winning, so there's no point keeping him on. Yeah, really annoying. So someone that is going to be up, uh, it's going to be under a fifty average after this week, and and the question and and losing some good cash. So the question is, do you keep hold of him? And I think you do. Unless there's a lingering issue there that we need, that we hear about, but I think you just hold steady with him. He's not going as bad as Bradman Best, let's say. So 16 uh, for an average of under about under 34 it'll be after this week. So he'll be very low in the 400s again. Very similar to you know just scoring similar to Olam at the moment. Just just not good enough. They don't give it. They don't get to give him enough ball. He obviously the team's getting beat up pretty hard. So how is he going to score well as a center? It's very hard to do so and. Um, yeah, I suppose that's that's probably all I need to say on the rest of the players. There, you got Jack Johns who played his first game for the Knights after playing a few for the Bunnies last year. Um, that's about it, guys. I said, if you're enjoying these, please hit like and subscribe. We'll catch you in the next few. We talk about my team, how I went, the people squad, and also the alternates, and we'll and we'll go from there, guys. Looking forward to those uh, new team lists in round 14, and we'll see you. Uh, we'll see how many Origin guys back up. But I said, hope you enjoy this. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.